Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, perched high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hi, Jay. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? Good, good. It's good to see you again here today. You know, it's uh, spring is upon us. Yes. It's nice and bright outside. It's bright. And, uh, yeah. So the yellow-bellied sapsuckers are coming out. The uh, the Cortland Warblers. Mm. You're a white-bellied uh, sucker, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So last last show we talked about... What did we talk about? We talked about demonic possession. We did. But before I get into anything else, I have an apology to make to you. Please do. You owe me many apologies. I do have an apology. It's actually... Uh, well, it's not really an apology. I stand corrected. Okay. Now, last show, we had a very spirited conversation about female grooming habits of, we the, did. of the pubic area. Yes. And... I ascertained that a very small percentage of the women population completely shaves their areas. Correct. And you were on the opposite side of that. You said something in the area of 70, 75%. I yes, think is what you yes. Said. Now, in the interim, since last show... You did some research? I did some research. I actually talked to some real live women. Polling you did? I, re- I talked to real live women. Mm, and I, new and I asked, Yeah, and I asked them about their... Uh, well, one of them was my wife. Which I would know. Wouldn't that you anyway. know this already? Yes, I did know. See, okay. I was using her as. I see. Anyway, uh, to make a long story short, I, I was off, but I think you were off too. You, it, it, it's not. It's not seventy-five. I think it's probably in reality closer to maybe fifty. Well, I think something we discussed. You'd have to talk the demographic. Or, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 age. the age group too. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Melba in her seventies isn't really paying no. much attention to what's going no, on. No, they don't care about that. No. Would you? No, it's it's all dusty down there. When you're an old man, musty in the in the, in the old man home, are mm-hmm. you gonna you know continue to, to keep up with your? your I mean, my goal gardening? is my goal is to uh, to go from room to room, mm-hmm. uh, n- you know, notches in the old uh, walker, mm. if you will. Well, you know the uh, the villages down in Florida, yes, supposedly has the, uh, the the nation's highest per capita STD rate. I've heard something where there's this strange. Uh, sexual subculture down there in the yes. villages where they do these things where they like they hang things from their doorknobs like colored um, <laughs> almost uh, colored loofahs or something like that oh. and, like certain colors colored certain loofah. things oh. and if it, it's like a blue then that means that they're swingers is that and right? can come in and do stuff well you know and this is this is completely off topic well we're, you know we're going to talk today I mean, let me tease this and I want to get tease back it. I'm going to get back to you tease it so today we're going to be talking about UFOs but not normally you know like a normal UFO show we're going to talk about some, cur- some current events some new stuff and we're going to get into the whole what's going on. Yes. But it's funny that you mentioned that because recently, when I say recently, within the last year, I found out. Do you know what a pineapple designates? A pineapple. Yes. Yeah, so that it, as a symbol, the pineapple. Mm. Uh, no. Okay. And I learned this. This, is, this apparently emanated from, from cruise ships. Okay. If you see a pineapple mm-hmm. on someone's door... And it's upside down. Oh, an upside down one. An upside down pineapple m- indicates they're swingers and they're open for business, baby. Really? Yeah. So if you see an up- that. Just so- on cruise ships? No. Well, that's kind of where it originated. Oh. But you know what I've been noticing? I've been seeing people with, with pineapples on their shirts, like p- pineapple t-shirts, <laughs> pineapple like leisure shirts. Pineapple apple pen? Pineapple apple pens. And I think that they may be open for business. Oh. And, you know, I think we're probably the same. I, I, I don't. This is a whole subgenre of world yes. that I'm not familiar with. Yes. I'm not a swinger. Never been to swinger parties. No. Uh, but I know some people who probably would go. But the thing is, is there if there's a uh, if there's something out there, if you can think of it, there's somebody out there yeah. that's into it. Also, you know, we live in the Northeast. 
I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the country, but here in the Northeast, it, what's prevalent a lot is these Adirondack chairs. Yes. On people's lawns. Yeah. If you see two Adirondack chairs on the front lawn, that means they're into it. Into what? Into the swinging, baby. Really? Yeah. Where are you learning all this? I, I've been I've been having to you know do some research, hmm. talk, talk to people. Interesting. You got to talk to people. You get out of your bubble. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I was way off on the uh, the female. That's okay. I forgive you. I mean, you're not a very experienced man, anyway. Well, so. that's true. I have. I, I have, that's true. I don't. Okay. I don't. Have, I don't got much going on. Good. So I think what we're going to get into today. We're mm. going to talk UFOs, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. Again, this is a. Um, this is more an off the cuff conversation. Uh, yeah. Kind of like what we talked about last week. We're going to interject some random facts as well as our mm. own personal opinion on what we think these things are. Sure. Um, and I think to start off, right, so when we, when we think UFOs, unidentified flying objects is yes. what they call them. Now they call them, uh, what are they? Uh, UAP. UA, unmanned aerial, aerial phenomenon. I don't know, something. Then, they, then you have your uh, USOs, which yes. are the underwater submerged, submerged or unidentified submerged objects. Submerged object, right. Um, USO is where they had the good food overseas. They Remember did. that? Uh, we yes. used to get chicken dombery. And, and the USOs at the airport were always depressing. Wicked depressing. Yeah. Like you're on your, well, think about it. You're on your way to some place that you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, come to the USO. All service men and women are welcome. And you go in there and there's people crying yeah, in the yeah, corner. Yeah. yeah. Dudes that are on their way. Feel position. Missed your flight. You're crawled up in a ball. Everyone's on the floor. upset. Nobody has any money. <laughs> anyway. So I would say, you know, th- there's. You know, there's been a prevalence. Well, first of all, UFOs have always been, mm. and we say UFOs, we're talking. That's the general term. Yeah, the general term of an unknown craft, perhaps of alien origin, right? Well, that, that's what people think. Sure, sure. I think when I think of UFO, that's what I think of. Right. Um, and, and just quickly, my, my own personal opinion, I feel, and we've talked about this before on the program, is mm. that I think that the universe is so vast. And much like what we talked about last week with um, other dimensions and other realms of things of that sort, things right. that we may not necessarily know about, right. but yet could potentially exist. I feel like that, too, could be where they're coming from, perhaps. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Through wormholes and, and, and things of that sort. So I, I feel like... You're, you're familiar with wormholes. I am. You? I am. They're, uh, they're pleasureful. Is that a word? Pleasureful? Pleasure of wormhole. Pleasurance. Pleasurances. Okay. Donald Pleasance. Anyway. He's a good actor. He was. He was the whole budget for Halloween one. <laughs> All <laughs> their money a, went needed to a big name Pleasance. guy, and that yeah. was him. Right. So anyway, I feel like that UFOs have been coming here since since the beginning of of human existence. Right. I, I, I think that even perhaps that that the the occupants of the UFOs have been actively involved in, in integrating, uh, uh, planting, seeding, if you will, mm. portions of the Earth. Like we could be even an experiment mm. uh, from them. So you really so. Right off the bat, we're talking about the ancient alien theory. Uh, in a sense. In a sense. In a sense. I don't necessarily subscribe, but I know the past few years, the Ancient Aliens TV program has been very popular. Yeah, not so much anymore. With uh, George Sukalukalus. Giorgio Sukalos. But but everything that they talk about, they attribute every everything. human uh, achievement to right. aliens. And it's, it, short, it, it short changes human beings. Exactly. And, and I don't think that was that's what was happening right. in, in the least. Um, I think that we're, they were coming here. I think they come here to this day and they observe us. So when I say UFO, I think that's what I think of. I think okay. of a, a, uh, a craft that has been engineered um, and piloted by other organic beings that have come from some other place. Right. Whether it be the universe or another dimension of sorts. Well, you know, and a lot of people talk about UFOs as a modern phenomenon. So to, to think about it in terms of ancient man, I mean... Cultures around the world that would have had no interaction with one another, a lot of times have similar stories, similar mm-hmm. legends, similar cave 
paintings and things, sure. things of that sort that depict uh, things in the sky, like like you would, like a UFO. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? It could that be there? Everybody's having the same joint hallucination, or maybe, like you said, maybe these these whatever they are have been present since man and probably before man. Sure, you know, dinosaurs ruled the earth for how many millions of years? Millions, millions upon millions of years, mm-hmm. and we act like. We run the show forever. Exactly. And uh, human beings have, have not been around all that long. No, they haven't. And, and uh, to say that if you do have a civilization or some sort of uh, intelligent life form from elsewhere outside of our solar system, somewhere perhaps in the, in the galaxy or the universe, mm-hmm. that has been able to harness great power to, and, uh, to be able to come here from great distances and time and space and things of that sort, yeah. obviously they're, they're intelligent or they're... Technology is way more advanced than ours. Mm-hmm. Human human beings have only been around a few tens of thousands of years, right? That we know of, well, as, yeah. we, as we currently are. Not in our current state, but well, it's, as far as the, the the species, yes, sure, right. Like biologically, we're pretty right. much the same, right? However, these civilizations have to be well, way more advanced, which is why I say they've probably been observing us since the dawn of humankind, and well, probably they probably haven't changed all that much. Let me ask you this: Why would they care? Why would why would if let's say let's take that hypothesis and say it's correct that these are these are extraterrestrials from other other worlds have been visiting us for thousands of years what for what purpose so you you take the Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, um, approach on this or or view on this which what, is, what is that? he tends to think that if there were aliens that were you know intelligent enough and had the technology to come here they wouldn't because we're really not that interesting okay. I disagree mm-hmm. because I think every biological being has some sort of interest to another being, right? Like we look at, we, we observe ants in an ant farm, we right. observe amoebas, we observe all kinds of different life forms, uh, different levels of life forms mm-hmm. to see what they're doing, what they're up to. I think that if we're, if there is a, a uh, pretty aggressive intelligent species that is, you know, killing each other at, mm-hmm. a, at such a high rate, have mm-hmm. harnessed nuclear energy. I think, I think that would be something that inter- aliens would be interested in. So let's, 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 let's approach this from a modern take. So okay. We talk a little bit about the, you know, the ancient theories, but for most people, when they, when they hear UFOs or, or in, in the manner that we're speaking about them now, that all comes from around the mid forties, right? 1940s when, when sightings of these, craft began in earnest now there were sightings before that a lot sure. of people don't know that sure there were sightings of, of ufos prior to 1947 but what happened in 1947 that started all this was the supposed roswell crash now yes also at the end of world war ii so this is a couple of years after world war ii ended now there were there were pilots in combat situations in world war ii that reported seeing strange objects flying around yes and they called them foo fighters correct which i always thought was a stupid name <laughs> Why would they call him that? I don't know. Oh, it's a foo fighter. It's a foo fighter. Anyway, so supposedly they saw these things. So what happened? What was going on with human beings in that around that time that it would have caused some interest for a foreign form for an extraterrestrial entity to pay attention to us? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the dawn of the nuclear age. Correct. So that's when we started lighting off these harnessing huge... the power of, of the atom. Is it the power of the atom? Power of the atom. I, I'm going to sound stupid to you. Yes. Maybe I won't. I don't understand how nuclear bombs work. Like, I don't understand the... the I, don't, I don't get it. Like, how can they get such enormous destructive power into this little, relatively little... Well, thing? I'm no nuclear engineer or nuclear physicist in, in right. any way, uh, so I can't speak overly intelligently about that subject. However, it just has something to do with a chain reaction. Okay. So they bombard the, the, the nucleus of the atom. 
Okay. Uh, certain, and obviously they have to use certain uh, elements to be able to achieve this because okay. of the. So the, how do we figure that out? Like, what was it? What was going on? Human, just just messing well, I around think with they, things. I think for for quite some time they were trying to figure out a way how to split the atom. That's what they started with. Right. That's why the atomic bomb is called the atomic bomb. Right. Because they split the atom first, and then they were able to bring it down to the nuclear level. Okay. And split the nu- the nucleus of the atom, so which you, is where nuclear bombs so, come from. So technically, when when that happens, it releases energy. Yes. And that energy, in turn, creates more energy. Yes. And then you have the resulting... Correct. Okay. They actually weren't even sure, when they before they even set off the first atomic bomb, mm. they weren't sure if they were going to start a chain reaction that they wouldn't be able to stop. Right. There was a chance that they, were, they thought Kill that they could have the destroyed the whole planet. Yeah. But they did it anyway. Well, well the, the, that kind of leads us to today with, with CERN and the Large Hadron Collider. I was watching yes. a show about that the other day, a little, little, uh, little video about it. And it, I think to your point, they're, they're doing these things that they don't really know what's going to happen and yes. could be terrible for humanity, but they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it. Why? Yeah, to see what happens. Just like, okay, just like with the viruses. Okay, you know what? We have this terrible virus. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about COVID. I'm just talking about viruses in general. Yes. Well, first of all, do you know that a lot of people don't even believe viruses are real now? Some okay. people think that they, uh, it's technically impossible for a virus to infect a person. Well, I've heard that. Because I've of heard the, different theories. Because viruses can't, can't live at 98 degrees. It can only live a lower temperature. Anyway, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get off on a tangent on that. But what I was gonna say is, so they they're they're doing these things. They're, they're taking. Let's take a deadly virus. Let's play with it and make it more deadly. Let's see how deadly we can make this thing. Sure. And resistant to why? What is the point of all that? Yeah. I mean, they of course they'll have their reasons and justifications. But anyway, I think we're getting off topic. I'm sorry, here. That's but okay. this is it's, it's kind of how that goes. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. So we're talking about nuclear energy in in yes. the 1940s, which is when. The, the modern UFO uh, phenomenon had become more prevalent. I yeah. think it started around that time. Right. So, so you think it may be tied to our starting to mess around with nuclear, uh, yeah, I, nuclear weapons? Yeah, I think that increased their, their level of uh, interest in what we were doing, I feel like. Okay. Let's assume that that's the case. If, if, if the aliens, if they, I'm going to call them aliens, if the aliens were interested in, in what we were doing... Is it because they're afraid that we're going to kill ourselves or we're going to f- finally figure out a way to kill other planets? Because I guarantee you that if we could figure out a way to kill other planets, somebody would be going, we need to destroy Venus. We need to destroy Venus right away. Yes. It's going to be the best day ever. We, have to, we don't destroy Venus. It will overtake us and it will uh, it kill us all. Yep. Somebody would try, somebody would try to figure that out. So maybe it's a, it's an existential threat to the aliens. Uh, potentially. But I, I feel like they, you know, they understand that we don't have that. Well... I mean, we do have the capability of sending things out into the into the ethos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ethos is that the right no, word? Ether. Ether. What's an ethos? That's a, like a myth. Like an ethos would be like a myth or like oh, a, 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 a set okay. of beliefs. Ah, I got you. So you're wrong. I'm wrong. On that but one. you know what I mean. Like with the uh, yeah the satellites that we've sent out into the well, solar system and beyond the solar system. Now at this point, some people think that space isn't real. Space isn't real. No, no. we're living in a dome. That's what some people. That I actually listened to a show the other day. I'm like, yes, we live in a dome and. Uh, all satellites are hanging by balloons. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into balloons in a minute, okay? Because you know, obviously, balloons have been in the in the uh, in the news lately. Well, anyway, let's go back. So, late forties, people start seeing these craft in the sky. Yep, and it all, almost from the be actually really from the beginning, it's tied to military action. Correct. Right? So you have these pilots seeing things in World War II. You have the nuclear tests after World War II, and suddenly these craft are being spotted in the sky. Mm-hmm. The first thing as a military man 
what would come to you? To, let's say you're in charge of the military. You're a general. You're a four-star general in the, in the, in the armed services. And you're getting reports of these craft in the sky over your bases or near your bases. What's your first thought? Well, at first you're thinking it could be potentially a, a, a terrestrial enemy. Sure. Yeah. That's the first thing. Right. You go, well, is this... the Soviet Union right. or whatever. Who is this? Why are they sending this here? Correct. That, that question continues to this day. Yeah, that's going to tie into what we're going to talk gonna about We're going to talk later. about that in a minute. But it doesn't seem like they... It doesn't seem like they really cared enough to... I should say care. That's probably... Not, that's not correct. They didn't think it was a threat to the point where they needed to be panicked about it. Well, it was either that. Almost from the beginning. It was either that or they realized, whatever this is, we we have no way to intercept it. We have no way to interact with it. You have no it. countermeasure for this. Exactly. So why send everyone into a panic that, over it? That's true. Mm. Well, then you have, when was the Battle of Los Angeles when they were supposedly shooting? Well, that was during World War that was II. During, that was after a, and correct me if I'm wrong, you might know, you might not know. I think that the Japanese actually launched some kind of, successful raid from a submarine in I think it was San Francisco or in that area. Well um, what they were doing was they were sending they were sending balloons yes. over that were basically that they would have explosives in them and they were trying right. to Start light the cities on stuff. fire. Right. Yeah. And but apparently they and I don't I don't know the specifics, but apparently there was some sort of legitimate air to ground attack from Japan in California around that time. Yeah. So then if you're not familiar with the Battle of Los Angeles, it was in Los Angeles, and we, this is during World War II, where we, we really did think that Japan was going to invade the mainland mm-hmm. at some point, you know, on the on the Pacific coast. And then I, I forget what day it was, but or what, what the date was. But supposedly, all of these uh, anti-aircraft batteries that were that were put up all around Los Angeles, well, well, at least one of them spotted something in the sky. Yeah. Then they all started shooting at it at the same time. That's right. And putting spotlights on. And there's actually a really famous picture of. Actually, we did a show on the Battle of Los Angeles years ago. Yes. I don't remember when. And you can, you, the thing about the famous picture is you see the spotlights, you see the anti-aircraft rounds going, you know, exploding, but you don't see what they're hitting. You can't, no, you can't really make it out. However, eyewitness reports said that they, that the, the, the ammunition of the, the, the anti-aircraft rounds that they were firing at that were hitting something mm-hmm. and exploding, but yet this, this object continued on. And yeah. they just disappeared. I saw some doctored photos now. You can look and, and they'll say, oh, look at this. Is, this is a uh, an enhanced, enhanced, in quotes, oh, yeah. picture. And you can see like a triangle shape. That's not, the, that, that's not in the original picture. That's sure. somebody that's putting lines in there. Sure. So what, it, what ended up happening was, obviously, as nuclear prolifera- pro- proliferation, proliferation, it's a tough word, it's prophylactic, word. Uh, continued. And obviously, we have, uh, we get to the point where we had, you know, nuclear bases all over the place. We had... Right. Uh, places where they were uh, missile silos and mm-hmm. things of that sort all over the United States and other places. Right. The There are vast reports of these, and I, I identified flying objects, going over these installations. Right. right. And interfering yes. with... with the electronics of these of this equipment. Yeah, during the 60s, there was a bunch of reports where... Uh, that supposedly... And these come out later. Because, you know, back, back in the day, the military could keep a secret better than they can now. Yes. Supposedly. <laughs> but back in the, back in the 60s... I think it was North Dakota or in mm. that area. Some of the missiles actually went offline, you know, and those are supposed to be on, on those are supposed to be ready to fly 24 seven in case Russia attacks us. Right. And they, the UFO would be seen. Uh, some actually reported seeing lights coming down from the aircraft or whatever is in the sky and actually near the area of the silos. And then like, like they just said, turn them off. That's gotta be terrifying. If you're, if, if that's your nuclear deterrent and mm-hmm. you understand that, this thing can stop you from firing your missiles. How about being 
the the uh, the service members in the bunker, yeah, yeah. the nuclear bunker, and then all of a sudden all the lights yeah. start going off on the little dashboard in front of you. Yep. And it's saying that it's either shutting down or they're going to launch. I wouldn't want that job. Remember War Games? Yeah, that was a good game. Or a good movie, rather. War Games was a great movie. It's actually, it holds up to this day. The Whopper. The Whopper, yep. And uh, anyway, check out, War, uh, check out War Games. It talks about this kind of thing, but not UFOs. No. Nuclear war. All-out nuclear war. Right. Yeah. So if they're concerned that we're going to... Maybe the fact... And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Uh, maybe the fact that... We haven't, you know, we came very close to nuclear war several times. Yes. Probably the closest we ever came to nuclear war was in the 60s during the Bay of Pigs invasion, uh, not Bay of Pigs, excuse me, the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. And perhaps the reason we we are still here to have this show is that the aliens stopped us from shooting our nukes at each other. Interesting. You ever think that? That's well, possible. Yeah. It's possible. I, I think there was another incident, I want to say, it was probably, I think it might have been in the, in the 1980s where... I think there was some sort of false yeah. Russian launch where they thought they launched a missile. Yes. But it didn't actually launch, yeah. and it caused a, a widespread panic. Well, I'm not sure what, if it's the same situation, but I know that there was, a, so, there was a Soviet submarine that got orders to shoot its missiles, mm-hmm. and the captain said no. And he, which, you know, to, for a Soviet cap, uh, yeah. missile boat captain to say that, that's got to be a big deal. And apparently it was a mistake. They sent them. They sent the wrong order, or whatever. Yeah. And he'd said, "But I mean, how many times does that happen? And we don't just don't hear about it." Well, it was like the movie uh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide, yeah, with uh, Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Good movie, great movie. Whatever happened to Gene Hackman? Is he still alive? No, he's dead. Is he dead? Yeah, I believe he's dead. Are you sure? No, I think he's still alive. I think he's like ninety. I'm gonna guess ninety-two. I guess he's dead. All right, we'll look it up at the break. Gene Hackman, former Marine, love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So the prevalence of that continued, right? And I feel like. You know, it, it it gets to the point where, like you said, you know, it causes panic, causes widespread panic. But there's really nothing that we can do about this, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the one of the most famous, I think it's one of the most amazing and famous uh, UFO documented encounters ever was the mm-hmm. uh, the Rendlesham Forest incident, which mm-hmm. happened in England. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, RAF Royal Air Force Bentwaters was one of the bases, and I think there was another base involved. That's a cool name, Bentwaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Where over the course of a few nights, they there were multiple witnesses of a, a bell-shaped craft ah! that was coming down on the base, coming down around the missile silos. Mm. There was even reports of some service members who went out to investigate this. Even the lieutenant colonel of the base went out to investigate this. Right. And they were able to actually get close to one point and actually touch the craft. Oh. And it kind of hovered around. It did this for a few days. It's very, very well documented. And uh, now if you're a military person... sure. Now the, the military took a stance of it was nothing. Yeah, of the, the official statement. Sure. Now it was either a mass hallucination. <laughs> I was going to say multiple people. Multiple people were lying about right, this, right. or it actually happened. Either way, all three of those scenarios would require an intervention or an investigation, right? <laughs> sure. But they they just their their official stance was always nothing. It turned out to be nothing. Yeah, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you, I think you know way more about this incident than I do, but. Isn't there like audio audio of, yes. the, of the radio transmissions that were going on that day? And yes, I've heard that. It sounded pretty realistic. Yeah, because to me. the I forget the lieutenant colonel's name at this. He was a uh, U.S. Army lieutenant colonel, uh-huh. and he was kind of leading this expedition to go out and investigate this on like either night two or night three. Mm-hmm. And he made sure that everybody had comms, <clears throat> and he went out there and he recorded everything that was happening as it was happening in I real see. time. I see. And the, uh, the the audio recordings are still out there. You can listen to them. It's well, something quite funny, interesting. Something funny that you just said. Not funny. Interesting. Was you said it was bell shaped? Yes. 
the Nazi bell, the Die Glocker. That's correct. Was ev- supposedly a secret weapon that the Nazis were working on that could, at the time, they, they said travel through time or bend space time. That's right. Or something along those lines. Nothing n- That was never found, correct? It was not. That's correct. Yes. No, it was never found. It was a... Uh, they believed it was a piece of secret Nazi technology mm. that operated on some strange uh, elements. Yeah, it was like rotating uh, it was like elements. Ro- rotating drums within this bell-shaped object, mm. and it could uh, it could distort space and time, and you could teleport and things of that sort. Do you remember the Gravitron ride at, at fairs and I stuff? I never went on it because I <gasps> don't like getting dizzy on rides. First of all, it was like being in a deglocker. Like you would go into this UFO looking. It was thing. the Carnival de Glocka. And you go in this thing, and there was no seatbelts. You just you stood up against the wall. Yes, I've always heard that you you get pushed against you the get wall. Pushed, yes, yeah, so this thing starts, and you're on, you're up against this cushion, and then once the ride begins in earnest, it starts spinning, and mm. you're inside. Like you can't tell you're spinning. Well, you can kind of feel it. The the backing slides up. Now your feet are like a couple of feet off the ground. Yes. And you're just pinned to the wall as this thing spins around. Yeah, that was one of the only rides I wouldn't go on. It sounded like a nightmare to me. And I feel like a lot of kids threw up on this ride. I didn't throw up, but I went on that several times, uh, the Gravitron. You know, you're really taking your life into your own hands when you go on any carnival ride. <laughs> they set them up in like five minutes. You look at it nowadays, you're like, How, why would I ever go on such a thing? Yeah, and they, the people that run those are just, you know, mm. kind of shady. That could be a good job for me as I get older. Traveling Carney. 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 You ever you ever been on the uh, so I hated the Music Express because it goes oh, around. Yeah. I just I don't like felt it. Like I was gonna fall out. Anything of that, that spins like that, I don't like getting dizzy. Mm. I, don't, I don't like being uh, tossed around like that. No, you like being. To- I like being tossed around. Do you? Yeah. Do you like? Uh, I like. You know. Do you like tossed salads? I like to be manhandled. Oh, you do. I like By you. men or women? I like you. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So anyway, we're we're talking about the Glock. Oh, we were talking about Rendlesham Forest. Yes. I th- and I, I think there's a common theme in a lot of this, and we're going to get to the, the what's happening in modern day right now. Well, so yeah, is the military? The military is involved in all of these interactions. Now, we were both in the military. If you were on a, and we were MPs. I think there were MPs in Rendlesham too. Yes, when they if, SPs SPs. If you were out there, and your colonel was with you, and you're all seeing this, mm-hmm. you go back to the base, and then what? Like somebody comes in and says, hey, shut up. Don't ever mention this again. Yeah, I mean, normally you'd have at least an after action report mm-hmm. or, or some sort of debriefing where you would. I love being debriefed. You know, you would take take all of these uh, eyewitness reports and they, you know, make a, make a full-fledged uh, report about this whole thing. Right. Um, I don't know if they ever did that or not. Um, but like I said, they the, the military's official stance was no, this this was nothing. It didn't okay. really happen. And you said that was in the, was that the eighties, the early early nineteen eighties, I believe. Eighties, and that was a nuclear base too. They had oh. nuclear missiles there. Okay, so yeah. there's, there's a there's a common theme. Correct. So these are been going on for some time. Let uh, how are we doing on time? So what we're yeah we're gonna we're coming up on the break here. So I think okay. what we'll do is after we take a, a quick break, mm-hmm. we'll come back and we're gonna talk about more of. Kind of the modern day, yep. in other words, when I say modern day, like what's happening right now at the moment with, with Current UFOs. Events. Yeah. Exactly, because a lot of that's been in the news lately. There's been a lot of interesting uh, things that have come out and different stories and objects and things mm. of that sort. A lot of different panic, and too, I think, yeah. is what we're going to talk about. So Okay. All right? Yeah, sounds good. i got to go pee. Oh, great. We'll be back in just a few.
Okay, we're back here on the Eon Project after that quick musical interlude. I feel relieved. Speaking of music, Mike, what do you think of... Mm. What do you think about... Um, well, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the country genre of music? Do you like country music? I, I don't I, I don't enjoy modern country music. I kind of like the older, you know, like 70s yeah, and, yeah. and 80s country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not well, a big fan of I, country music. I actually agree with you on this. Oh. Um, modern country is not really country. It's no, like it's, pop music. It's terrible. And, when I was the reason I mentioned this is because I, I was listening to a Randy Travis song earlier. Oh, Randy Travis! And Randy Travis is a very distinct. Hello, ma'am. Love, lovely uh, Southern classic, very smooth voice. Yes, um, yes, yes. But I think he had some trouble. Didn't he have some trouble recently with some something? I don't think it was recently. Oh, he did have some kind of meltdown. I think he was found naked on a roadway someplace. Oh, uh, smelling of alcohol and poo. And, uh, you know, who doesn't... Sure, it wasn't me? Who hasn't that happened to, really? You sometimes wake up naked. You ever been so drunk that you you pass out on a neighbor's lawn and you're holding onto the grass so you don't fall off the earth? Yo, I have to reveal something quickly. So, the last program you talked about day drinking. Yes. And you talked about the problems associated with day drinking. I did, yeah. So, as part of of my self-critiquing of this program, I go back and I listen to our shows after we record them. Okay. So last Monday, I listened to the program, and then you were talking about the day drinking thing, and yes. we went back and forth on it. Yes. And immediately upon conclusion of this program, <laughs> I wanted to do some day drinking. <laughs> I've inspired you. So on a Monday afternoon, about noontime, <laughs> I went to the local pub and eatery, Whoa. and I sat there at the bar by myself. Who's at the bar at noon on a Monday? Uh, a lot of older people. Yeah. Uh, old folks. Playing uh, Keno. That walked over from the retirement home. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I'd do that. And I proceeded to pound beers at the bar. Now, this is 12.30 I started this. I, I probably didn't stop drinking till 9 o'clock that night. Oh, my God. And it was a long day for me. That's and I, a long day. And then the next day, I felt really bad, and I almost checked myself into a program because it was awful. You probably should have. Probably should have. Wow. Anyway. So we're talking about UFOs, UAPs, UADs, mm. UAPs. UPP. UPP, 1PP, OPP. Anyway. So let's get into the where, Modern, where yeah. we're at today. What, what's been going on recently in the news? Right. So I think the, the most recent spate of activity. Mm. You like that word? I don't know what that means. Spate of activity. You spate on her. <laughs> has been revolving. Well, it started off with the Chinese balloon. Yes. So this is, I don't, you know, I don't know when, uh, when people are listening to this, but this is a few weeks back, maybe a month or two ago. All of a sudden, the news was a full of this. Uh, full of accounts of this giant Chinese weather balloon, supposedly weather balloon, that was spying on the U.S. Mm-hmm. And for some freaking reason, we allowed it to trans tra- to traverse the entirety of the United States. Yes, from Alaska all the way down through Canada, all over our nuclear missile sites in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and all the way down to I think it was South Carolina or Georgia or something like that. When we finally shot it down over the uh, over the ocean. Mm. Let me ask you this. Please. Why would we allow a Chinese spy balloon to, trans- to transverse the United States? I mean, you figure there'd be some sort of early warning system, right? Yeah. To, to, to catch these things coming in. Sure. Because it doesn't add to the confidence no. of, of our airspace being secure. <laughs> it's, right? This freaking giant balloon. And supposedly, you could see it. Like I saw a video. You could see it with your naked eye. Like mm-hmm. You could look up and see this thing. It's sure. not like it was covert. Yeah. I mean... You know, and I don't know how these these systems work or how they how they operate in terms of like defense of the of the United States. Right. I mean, maybe it was operating below the the ceiling of of something like that. I don't know. I mean, because you got to figure, there's a lot of stuff. Your average everyday person puts stuff up in the sky. Like, yeah. They launch things all the time. Yeah. 
they don't get shot down. So I, I don't know. Anyway, so so the so the Chinese balloon comes across the United States and we shoot it down and there's this whole big thing. And then basically, we don't get political on this show, and I don't intend to. But the the current uh, presidential administration was made to look foolish. I think. I think that everyone was going, "Why? What's wrong with you? You, you let this thing happen." Mm-hmm. Okay. Fast forward a couple of a couple of days or a week later, all of a sudden, over the course of three days, I think it was, three or four objects were actually shot down by the United States military. Yes, over Canada and over the United States. Now, since this happened, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, there has been literally no information that has come out about what these things were. No. So we sh- let me ask you this. As a military man, are we in the habit of shooting things down that we don't know what they are? Don't you have to identify what it is first before you shoot at it? Sure, exactly. I mean, that's the first rule of <laughs> thumb in terms of rules of engagement, if you will. You <laughs> have to identify the threat. You can't so- just start shooting missiles at things. Right. It, it, you know, what strikes me, too, is, you know... When, is, when have you ever heard of Never. anything penetrating our airspace never. and then scrambling jets up no. to intercept it? Never. You never. I've never heard that. And now all of a sudden it's happening and people are just like, yeah, yeah. not making a big deal not, about it. No. And so, right. And so, but, but the funny thing is when the Chinese spy balloon was allowed to go all the way across the United States, the, the uh, military uh, officials said, well, we can't shoot it down because if we shoot it down, it might come down and... You know, the debris could hurt somebody. Sure. Well, first of all, that's stupid because they could have shot it down over uninhabited Canada, which is, you know, vast areas where there's nobody. But right. let's, let's assume that that's correct. Let's assume that they weren't lying when this happened. Now, that's the week before or the month before. But now they can shoot down, we don't know what, over the United States. Sure. Because one was shot down over Canada. One was over Lake Huron. One was over, uh, I forget where. So but these were over the country. Right. And, and I think it, this ties into the UFO thing because right. a lot of people were saying, well, they didn't buy the the official narrative of what these things were or potentially could be. Right. And all of a sudden they were just popping for, for a short period of time. There, they were like, seemed like they were popping up all over the place. It was right? crazy. It was like, it felt like, it felt like it was like a, a, a an invasion of some kind exactly. was happening. Yeah. But I think what was, one of the theories was that, you know, like I said before, there were a lot of these uh, amateur balloonists. Yeah. That, that that were sending up things into the sky. Yeah, but let's say let's say they let's say they're not UFO alien UFOs. Let's mm-hmm. just say because they were UFOs. They were unidentified. They were flying and they were objects. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they were completely harmless. Why are we shooting missiles at them? Sure. So the, 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 the official story doesn't make a lick of sense to me. No. So they've never come out and said. As a matter of fact, they came out and said they're not going to search for it. Right. They said nope. We're, we're not going to look for this this debris. Which I don't understand why they wouldn't. That's something that would be antithetical to the security of the nation, right? I mean, you want to know what this thing is. You, yeah. Even if it's even if it's harmless, and they go, and then the the, uh, the White House said, "Oh well, you know, we think that they may be uh, commercial or or uh, nonprofit groups or commercial." You know, then why are you shooting missiles at them? What if it was manned? Yeah. What, what if it was like you know the, <laughs> the Wizard, balloon boy. The Wizard of Oz was up in there? <laughs> what if it, what if it was a kid on there? He's, he got, you know, he had too many balloons at his party, and he yeah. went up at this guy. All of a sudden, he's got a sidewinder coming up his ass. So the, the problem is, is that you know you can't take the government's word on anything. Well, no, and that's a, that's a kind of an overriding uh, point for this whole show, and well, a lot of our shows. And and I don't know how you feel. I feel like I don't live in the country that I thought I did when I was a kid. Mm-mm. It's not what you think it is. No, it isn't. And you can almost never, well, not almost, you can never believe the official story on anything. No. 
just, I mean, just to circle back to the UFO um, topic. So let's just say that these were alien craft of some kind, because we're going to get into yeah. a little bit about some other ide- yeah. unidentified uh, interactions with the military, uh, unidentified craft that yeah. were completely unexplained and the they couldn't catch them, they couldn't shoot them out of the sky. Right. So in my opinion, obviously, these were not of alien origin because obviously the, their technology was so so much more advanced. It wouldn't allow us to shoot them down. It, it, it couldn't happen. I don't feel like. But that's okay. With but, conventional weapons. No, but let's say let's say for instance they were aliens, and we tried to shoot them down and were not successful. Wouldn't the government want to put out a story that says, "Oh, it, they weren't. They were. They were. You know, whatever." Because they wouldn't want to. They wouldn't want to tell everybody. Yeah, we tried to shoot them down. Uh, our weapons are ineffective against them. Good luck. Yes, that's basically sure. where, we, where we'd be. Well, if that were the case, like you said, they wouldn't. They wouldn't tell us that. No, but that's good. That's that's what. That's why that could have been what happened. Oh, so you're saying that they tried to shoot them? No, down. no, no. That's what I'm saying. I say it's a possibility. Okay. I Maybe gotcha. they tried to shoot it down. Sure. Weren't successful, hmm. and they said, "Oh, well, yeah, we shot them down, but they weren't anything." What if it was just like a? Uh, what if it was like an alien, um, like a. a you know, welcoming crew. <laughs> they were like, they're, they're just happy go lucky and yeah. they want to come here and they want to meet humans. Mm-hmm. And they were actually on their way down to go meet Joe Biden. Oh. Uh, to say hi and give him a fruit basket. And be smelled. And next thing you know, they become vaporized yeah. by an F 16. Wow. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. That's not good relations uh, no. between uh, worlds. No. Okay, but you alluded to a point where now this is what's going on now. And, it, and like I said, this is within the last month or so that this has been going on. But before that, you had a lot of. It seems like in the, it seems like UFOs have gone from a fringe topic to now it's a mainstream topic. Yes, and everybody has kind of accepted that they're real, which is why you even with the mainstream media, you you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yes, why are they doing this? Now? I don't know. All of a sudden, it went from if you talked about aliens or UFOs, you were a complete you nut were a case, nut. yeah, and it was a fringe topic, like you said, and now all of a sudden it's all over like mainstream media, right, in the news. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, and, and unless it's unless it's part of an overall um, campaign to kind of, you know, ease into normalize it, right? No, no, no thank you. Normalize yeah. the situation so that when when in an alien eventually does come out and go, yeah. hey guys, what's up? Everybody doesn't lose their mind. I see, but well, I think people would lose their mind anyway. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. But you know, there have been instances, very famous incidents, incidents, incidents. incidents. I have always have a hard time saying that incidents. Well, you're dumb. The tick, like the flying tic tac, yes. tic tac, tic tac. Yes. I like tic tacs. What's your favorite tic tac flavor? Orange. I love the oh, orange. The orange ones are so good. They're so good. They are. Delicious. You, you can't even suck them. You have to like chew them after. They're a not little mints, chewy. though. No, they're not mints. No, it's just the orange, orange flavored tic tac. I love the orange. Oh, they're ones. so good. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, so the the navy had been seeing these UFOs that were, Jay said, the tic tacs of you know cylindrical objects that were traveling at speeds that were. Uh, that our aircraft were incapable of matching mm. the the aerodynamics and the uh, and the the physics of how these things were flying, and it, it this came out you know, over the last couple of years that the Navy's been seeing these for years. Yes, and lots of lots of uh, lots of people have come forward and said, "Yeah, we used to see them." Uh, there was this very famously there was this uh, Commander Fravor, I think is his name was. Yep. yep. He made the rounds of all uh, podcasts and TV shows and stuff. Very credible witness. He was a, a fighter pilot. And he and another pilot uh, encountered these these tic tac objects and tracked them on their, you know, using their uh, their aircraft equipment. And everybody in, involved in the in the uh, tracking of these things 
agrees that this is yeah we 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 don't have anything in our arsenal that can do these things that we know of that right. we know of. right and, and they yeah because they would travel at great speeds and then they would stop essentially on a dime yeah they would hover yeah they'd shoot straight up they'd come down i believe in, in certain circumstances they would actually submerge in, underwater. into the water yeah um and, and they're actually you know you can find that footage out there as well yeah um they get the gimbal craft that was yeah yeah turning and very compelling exactly video. so th- those in and of themselves are anomalous and interesting and you draw your own conclusions there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you ever see, remember the movie The Abyss? Yeah. I love that movie. It has one of the coolest actress names in it. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yes. And you get you get to see her um, mm. naked bosoms Ooh. when they were doing CPR. She, she had drowned. And they had oh. to bring her back to life. You remember? liked that scene, didn't you? I loved it. Mm. Anyway, uh, but essentially it kind of addresses the alien um, topic, underwater alien topic, oh, essentially, right? Okay. There was a civilization, whether it was, you know, not really clear as to whether or not it was uh, ancient or yeah, like it, it was native to the to, to the earth, or if it came from outer space and just decided to hide under the ocean. Well, that's a great place to hide, isn't it? Sure. Yep, the bottom of the ocean is not much going on there. No, not, not nobody's going down there to check things out. James Cameron hasn't been down there in a while. Well, it's been a while, but he did go down there. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's like, what is it, right? Is it is it something that is is it you know, native to the earth? Is it coming from outer space? Well, Who come, really knows? How come this isn't the number one story every single day? Because it's the most important story in human history. Sure. If something is visiting us and they're not sure what it is, and they're so that tells me either one of two things. Either it's not real mm. or it's totally real and they don't have they don't want to tell everyone the full facts because they don't want people to panic. I think part of the problem too is I think that the we give the government too much credit and the I military too much credit. Yeah, I don't think they know as much as they think they know. No, I agree. So if this is these are anomalous uh, things coming from outside of our mm-hmm. galaxy or different parts of the galaxy or, or or universe and they're coming here, right? What gives us or, or or thinks that we can actually have as much intel on them as we need to? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's almost impossible. I feel like. Yeah, and and the fact that they don't know. Like I said, you know, no one wants to look foolish. Right. Right. No one wants to be the one that that has to go and say, well, we're just not quite sure what it is. And let's 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 use an organic ex- organic. Let's use a down to earth example. Mm. Let's say they're not aliens. What, let's say these craft are are drones or they're intelligently controlled by another. It's some sort of technology that we just don't know about yet from Russia, from China. From, OK. So, isn't that even worse? It is worse <laughs> because those People do not have our bench best no. interest at heart. No, right. But what gives me solace, you like that word? What gives me word. solace is that China's still using friggin' balloons to spy on us. So why, if they have this device that could, why wouldn't they just send that? You know, I, I wondered about that too. And, and the more I looked into it, apparently, so obviously they have spy satellites, which go over the earth and they can yeah. zoom in on stuff. However, they said that the balloons offer things that the satellites don't, which are maneuverability. Uh-huh. Where you can specifically maneuver it to different places that you want to, and you can hover it over different areas mm-hmm. that you want to that you want to see a little bit in more detail. Apparently, that's but, that's the theory. But anyway. the, the Chinese balloon was, like I said, loitering over our nuclear missile sites. Yeah, I think that would have been well. That's a problem, though. Called, that's what well, saying. that's what I mean. There needs to be more panic, <laughs> not less panic. There needs to be more panicking in the streets. There needs to be war of the worlds. You ever hear the war of the the original war of the worlds broadcast? I, I can see why people believed it. I listened to it. It was really good. It's very interesting. Uh, it's I mean, it's dated now, but if you listen to it, like if you were listening to that 
back then. You sure. Have, you must have thought it was real. It sounded like a real newscast. Well, that's what happened. People went into panic mode. Yeah. They thought it was really happening. I actually, you know what I had? I had a, uh, what's the small record? The small ones. The 45? The 45. There's a whole bunch up there. See them? Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I had a 45 of the War of the Worlds. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I don't know where the hell, it, you know, my mom probably broke it. You know what I got a 45 of over there? What's that? Remember, uh, do you remember the wrestler Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> yes, I remember Sergeant Slaughter. So, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was like a military-themed wrestler from yes. back in the day. That big, big fat guy. That big jaw. Remember yep. the big jaw that stuck out? Yep. So, I have a Sergeant Slaughter 45 up there. Why? Because all the wrestlers had their own theme song, if you remember. They still do. And this Sergeant Slaughter's theme song was the Cobra Clutch. Because that was his finishing move. What was the Cobra cut Clutch? Like, what, what move was it? It was the Cobra Clutch. No, but what... Explain the move. Uh, it was actually... I think it was like an arm lock. Oh. It was pretty good. It was actually a pretty good move. The Cobra Clutch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I have the forty-five up there uh-huh. that my father got for me when I was a kid. Apparently, he went to some event that Sergeant Slaughter was at, and he, and he had Sergeant Slaughter sign this forty-five for Whoa. me. Whoa, Now, for years as a kid, I always thought, wow, this is great. I have Sergeant Slaughter's autograph. Yeah. But now that I look at it, it looks like I think my dad did it. <laughs> and I think he lied to me about it. I asked him about it recently. He didn't remember. So that means he signed it. means he definitely, he definitely signed it. Wow. But maybe he didn't. I don't know. He forged... I'll have to look up Sergeant Slaughter's autograph, see well, if I can match it up. Well, not only that, it's, it's an autograph of a fictitious character. That would be like if I signed yes. Harry Potter on something. It doesn't mean anything. It's, <laughs> it actually says Sergeant Slaughter. It's Sergeant Slaughter. That's not even his name. <laughs> you know, wrestlers, dude, wrestlers from the 80s were the best. Oh, they were awesome. Uh, every once in a while, like, you'll see see some, you know, old clip or something. Like, uh, Iron Sheik is still out there, believe it or not. He is still out there. How he's still alive, I don't know. Iron Sheik has a Twitter account, and he says he says the funniest things. <laughs> I, I watched a, doc- a documentary on him. He was, a, he was like a degenerate crack addict. Really? Like, he would go wandering around the streets looking for crack. <laughs> Iron Sheik. What was his move? Camel clutch. Camel clutch. That's That's when you get on your back and pull your head up and try to snap your neck. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah. But again, I like to be manhandled. (laughs) So maybe that would... Manhandled by women. Okay, okay. I should have clarified that. Well, you know, in this day of uh, gender fluidity, you got to be more specific. I just did. I just just, was just specific. Why is it going to be a man? All right. Anyway. UFOs. Where are we at? So we're talking about what's going on now in the the current... It's a little bit... Maybe because we're kind of closing towards the end of the show... What do you think about the future of UFO interactions? Well, you know, we left a lot of stuff out. Sure. And, and I'm not trying to go back and, and, you know, you probably, I think we talked about this before. You don't believe in abductions, though. Like, you don't believe people have been abducted. I actually do believe. Oh, okay. I was wrong. No, I do believe, I do believe that that has happened. Okay. Absolutely. However, again, you have to filter through a lot of the nonsense because a lot of people that claim alien abduction have psychological issues sure. that manifest in that way. You know what I mean? But it, there are very credible reports of alien abductions, like the Betty and Barney Hill case. Okay. I think it was one... Well, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. But no, I'm sorry. Continue, but I want to comment okay, on that. Okay, so I was, that, that was one that happened back in the 60s, I believe, in New Hampshire. Yes. And then, obviously, the Travis Walton incident right. is a very compelling uh, case of, a, of an alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those things, I think they do happen. Because, I mean, why not, right? Like, why not pull up an, a human being... And do some sort of experimentation. Well, then why would you? Why would they bring you back? Why wouldn't they just like kill you or dump you in the ocean or something? Well, I mean, they're they're they have a a, a big heart. They're they're humane. <laughs> they probe you anally. Well, and then they send you back to Earth. Somebody who was talking about the Betty and Barney Hill. If you're not familiar with it, it was this couple that were, um, like Jay said, in New Hampshire. They were driving down the road one night, and the story being that it, that a, a UFO. I think I think they had missing time. Yes, and then they didn't realize what had happened until later. Mm-hmm. 
But some people, somebody had said, and I don't know the ver- veracity of this comment, but somebody had said that the first statement that Betty Hill said after was the military stopped her and the military took her. And then she changed it to aliens. I mean, well, maybe it was, maybe it was just her way of trying to uh, not justify, but rationalize yeah, what she was experiencing. Maybe. You know? Yeah, but then, like to your point, uh, the Travis Walton thing. See, a lot, a lot of people say that they're abducted when they when they're abducted, they're and the, they're either sleeping mm-hmm. or uh, you know at twilight time when you're about to fall asleep. But the Travis Walton thing happened in front of five, six people, right? Yeah, and eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses sure. who saw the whole thing. Yep. And he his story hasn't changed, right? He, it hasn't changed. He's never profited off of it. And they all took lie detector tests. Yeah, they all they passed. He, they thought they killed him, right? They, the uh, initially, thought that they had killed him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They thought something happened in the woods. And he was gone for like three or four days. He was gone, and then he turned up again. But uh, the we, movie Fire in the Sky. Did you ever watch Fire in the I Sky? I did. I did. He didn't. He was not a fan of the movie Travis Walton himself. He said that they they kind of sensationalized a they, lot. of They it. did all the stuff that happened on the craft. Right. None of that really happened in real life like that. He, it's yeah, kind he, of a scary movie when you when you watch it. He essentially said not a whole lot really happened to him. Right. <clears throat> he got pulled up. He got on. He woke up on this craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he interacted a little bit with some of the oh. the occupants of the craft. Let me ask you this: mm. If you were abducted by aliens, yep. and they were like attractive aliens. Okay, like what's attractive? Um, attractive. Like let's say like, like, like okay, there were naked humanoid females. Ah, right. Yes, and some some part of me says that were they I, smooth though? Were they were they they were groomed? Well groomed. Okay, some, good. Some part of me thinks that I wouldn't really resist as much as you would think. Well, it depends on what they were doing to you though. Yeah, but if it wasn't hurting, you you know, <laughs> you were having fun. What what if they um what if they stuck a vibrating toothbrush up your anal cavity? Would that be a problem? It might be a problem, at least at first. Mm. But, you know, you, everybody says you just kind of have to, you know, deep deep breaths and you'll get through oh. it type thing. You know, I'm, I went away for a physical recently, not to get too graphic. Oh. And I've been waiting for that moment. I've heard when you get to a certain age that the doctor uh, mm. uh, ins- to... inspects your cavern. He wants to show, shove a finger in you. And uh, that hasn't happened to me yet, fortunately. Thank God. You know, uh, are, okay, are you? do you want to be mentally prepared for it or do you want it to be a surprise? Would you rather not know? I would rather not know. <laughs> I'd rather him just say, oh, here it comes. I'm going to be digitally penetrated today at the doctor's office. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you do this on the norm, right? So I I'm, don't do it on the oh, norm. Oh, you don't? No, I had oh. it once. Oh. I did have Is it quick? Not as quick as you would like it to be. No, I'd say that that's... <laughs> okay. It is an experience that... And, uh, and, and Should you bring lube with you? Or do they have First lube? of all, you know, the doctor doesn't want to do it either. Okay. Like, he's just like, yeah. you know... But yeah, he goes... And, and this... This gentleman was of Indian descent, mm. and he goes, "I have small fingers." I'm like, "Thank God." <laughs> I mean, you, you ever wonder what makes people want to do the things that they do? Like, like for example, well, you get paid a lot of money, and we're kind of diverging a little. It bit. It doesn't matter. We always do that. Uh, proctologists. Yes, you're. you're an you, you wake up one day and you say, "You know what? I'm yeah. gonna uh, I'm gonna probe the nether regions of uh, humankind." Yep. And uh, somebody see what's to down it. there. Somebody has to. Hmm. That's yeah. like being, you know, people like, especially the deviant man, like, "Oh, I'll be a gynecologist." The kind of people that you have to deal with, you probably don't want to be mm. a gynecologist. So that brings it full circle. So we talk a little bit about alien abductions. What about mm. like uh, you know cattle mutilations? What do you think those are? Do you think that's oh. do you think that's an alien uh, situation as well? What are your thoughts why, on that? Why would okay? Why would they? Okay, if, let's say for instance they were aliens, and, and when you say cattle mutilations, they they take certain 
Yes. Organs or did they? What do they do? Well, they talk about we talk about buttholes. They core out the butthole. Ooh. They take the sexual organs. See, I'm I'm glad they're doing that to the cows and not to people. They'll like take their eyeballs out. Oh. Um, no, I don't believe I don't believe that. You don't believe in it in that no, stuff. I think that's scavenger activity. You think that's a scavenger? Yeah. They chew out your butthole. Well, they do do that. Your eye. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's a, that doesn't. But why wouldn't good. they eat other parts of the animal though? No, maybe they're interrupted and they normally. I don't know. Haven't there been? They've done like research on this and they've found like high levels of radiation around the area uh you you'd be i you probably know more about it than me i don't know hmm. but yeah there, no, there's there is radiation around ufo sightings supposedly sure yeah interesting i don't know but yeah but again buttholes yeah i don't know everything has to do with the butthole <laughs> it's the most important thing i don't know what, the, what about the what about the crop circles now those have been proven to be i think that's false <laughs> yeah, yeah those have been proven to be all man-made right uh not no i would say that some of them have been okay uh the one the original ones that started appearing in england i think that was like the 70s mm-hmm. 60s or 70s somebody came these two guys apparently came out and said yeah we did those right and they showed how they did it but there were some that were just elaborate and crazy, and, and mm. those haven't been proven. Hmm. So, but why, why, why would they do that? Why, why would an alien decide to? I, I don't know. I mean, what, what what makes an alien do anything? I mean, we have no idea who they are, what they are, why how they interact. They, why like, wouldn't they just land on the White House lawn, as, as the saying goes? And, well, I mean, that's like saying that the aliens, you know, are going to recognize the sovereignty of a nation. Like, I, no, I don't that's think true. they would look at it like that. You that's know what I mean? That's true too. That's maybe that's why they appear to. To uh, target trailer parks and, um, you know, people who have had quite a bit of old granddad that day. So, I, I guess just to kind of summarize, what I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Do you feel like that they're coming here? Do you feel like that we're interacting with them? Do you think that the military has more information? I think that the, I think the military definitely has more information. I think that they don't know what it is. I think that, that we're still in the stage of we're just not sure. Hmm. And no one is sure. That's what I think. I think in, in, in terms of... Whether or not there's alien life, I don't think there's a question that there absolutely is alien life. Mm. Whether it's visiting us is another is another uh, issue. So I heard something interesting recently. Obviously, you know what the Project Blue Book yes. is. It was a, uh, a government-funded, supposedly, uh, project into looking into and investigating UFO, claims of UFOs. Jay Allen Hynek. I heard recently that that was a, an intentional smokescreen yeah. to... Basically, either discredit or send people looking in the wrong direction. To obfuscate. Yes. Yes. When, in actuality, they did have other investigations going on at the time that were trying to legitimately look into claims of UFOs. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, nothing, as we said before, nothing that the government tells you is usually correct. Right. So the, so you can't you can't go off of that. But yeah, I think that there's been a lot of disinformation. Uh, you, you have competing camps now. You have people like... Um, Jeremy Corbell and Lou Elizondo, who was in charge of this uh, ATIP program, mm-hmm. uh, coming out and they're saying one thing. They're saying they're, they're overall just is that these are a threat. We have to be careful. We have to be worried about it. Right. And you have other people like the Stephen Greer guy who claims that he can, uh, you know, Dr. Stephen Greer, <clears throat> who claims that you yeah. can summon UFOs and they're all peaceful and I mean, they love everyone. He's got serious mental health problems, I feel like. You know, he claims that, I think it was even in the 90s, he was, he was given... He was given an offer of $2 billion oh. to stop talking about UFOs. And he said, no. Nope. But I'll tell everyone who's listening. If you give me $2 billion, I will stop talking about whatever you want. I'll stop talking in general. I won't say another just, word. Just go mute for yeah. the rest of your life. If somebody has $2 billion and wants to pay me to not talk, I'm going to do it. Interesting. I think, I think honestly, I, I, you know, I think the rise in sightings, whether legitimate, I, I think in the legitimate sightings, I should say, 
Um, I think it's just a sign and a symptom of the times. Mm. I feel like the aliens know more about what we're doing and where we're going as a society than we do. Right. Um, and it's a possibility that the the end of our uh, society may be coming coming to a close. It, it could be, or, or maybe they're time travelers. Maybe they're us in the future that oh. are sending things back to to observe. Could be. You know, we don't know. We just don't know. We just maybe, don't. When we find out, though, we'll do another show on it. Yeah, we'll tell you all about it, and we'll tell you. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, hey, thanks for joining me, as always. And uh, I had a good time. Yay. And, uh, you know, again, we're going to get on this routine. I like this. So I like the routine. We get, we, get, uh, we get some positive feedback going. Definitely. And uh, drop us a line on the socials. We're on the, on the Twitter, mm-hmm. on the Twitter and the Instagram. Absolutely. And the Facebook. Good. So we'll be back next week with a new and interesting, exciting episode. Until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Believe it. <laughs>